0: Welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. We like to talk about movies, sports, and whatever we feel like, which is what we're going to talk about today. I'm Pat.
1: I'm the Fat Man, otherwise known as Bruce. What
0: do we want to talk about today?
1: <laughs> whatever pops in our twisted minds. Well, I ain't even going to say twisted. Just- adolescent
0: i'm gonna go with twisted i think you're right
1: <laughs> i think you're right i, I was gonna say spotted because like I, you know concentration is not not our thing <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yes squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> the joke is funny because the squirrel is dead <laughs>
1: <laughs> I- Actually, that made me uh, remember. I was watching American Dad last night. There's the one where Steve thought he was murdered than his dad, right? Uh-huh. And so they get kicked out of the hotel in New York. And Roger's like, well, that was a little uncalled for. force Steve's like, you spit in the face Roger goes, ah, I don't think so. I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> but that sounds just like Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. I remember, I remember doing that. Here's a video of it. Yeah, I don't think that's me. <laughs> Here's a video of you describing how you're going to say, I don't think that's me. <laughs>
1: With your personal time, <laughs> follow me around to contradict me. Well, I'm starting to make a good living off of it. What
0: <laughs> from who? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'd be surprised,
0: <laughs> yes, yes, I would. It's the question
1: <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say.
0: <laughs> Can you just follow my husband around selling him hot dogs?
1: Lady, you put my kid through college. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dog, get dog. <laughs> so are you still watching how i met your mother are you done i'm done how long did it take you it didn't seem like it took you very long at all no
1: it didn't <laughs> <laughs> i think when i was at home i binge watched it a lot mm. what i would do when i was on the road i'd watch one when i'd get up in the morning you know while i was eating breakfast once the episode was done that was my key to start getting to work and then when i take my break i'd watch another episode and that was my lunch break and then I'd watch one episode at the end of my day, and then I'd settle in for bed and watch either *Futurama* or *American Dad*. Something that I've seen a thousand times, so I don't have to pay attention, but it's noise so I can go to sleep. Yeah,
0: what ended up being your favorite thing or favorite episode, or what about the show did you really enjoy?
1: Mm, I, I really liked the the friendship with Ted and Marshall. I mean, because those guys, I mean, you know, it was like nothing, and it does remind me of Meet You and Janelle. But I think like my Favorite episode. I would totally see it happening someday if, you know, God forbid, you know, things don't work out. The Star Wars test.
0: (laughs) Okay, I don't remember.
1: Ted was dating Stella, the woman that eventually leaves him at the altar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had never seen Star Wars. Marshall was like, Ted, the only people who have never seen Star Wars are the people in Star Wars. They lived the Star Wars, Ted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They lived them. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably one of my favorite moments in that. So I was thinking a different character. I was thinking when you said the lady that left him at the altar, I was thinking about the one who ended up being married to the captain.
1: Oh, no. Uh, that was one of those characters where I was like, how could you possibly have blamed Ted for this?
0: Oh, no, none of that was Ted's fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, she never ended up compromising her her principles for Ted. And Ted was going to, and then he's like, "No, that's not right." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really disliked that woman, and to turn around and say it was all Ted's fault—like, what? what? Now I can't believe that Ted didn't end up marrying Victoria, the the baker. Yes, she was insanely hot and insanely understanding. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to remember because she came back in the last season, right?
1: She came back for a short bit. And well, so Ted being Ted, and God, I can't believe this, but he shows up
0: um she walks into the bar wearing the the, the wedding the, dress the wedding dress you're right yeah. that's at the that's at the end of one season right. and then the next and then isn't the last season that's the beginning is them ted deciding not to drive her back
1: well no he ends up doing that and and it turns out and she was going to leave a a letter for him cuz he's like you know, the worst thing in the world about that is when you don't get the <laughs> yeah. letter.
0: Yes, because he's, he's de- I've done this before. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been left to deal. With. And then it
1: turns out that her fiancé was also trying to skip out on the wedding.
0: Yes. Yes, I remember that. And they did the long-distance relationship that didn't work.
1: Uh, yeah, that was the first
0: time they got together. And that was, like, early. That was, like, season three or four or something. Yeah. So I don't remember why they didn't end up together in the last season. Because they moved back in together, right? It was Robin. Oh, yeah. That's right.
1: She said, you have to stop being friends with Robin. And What's funny is Robin's like, oh, yeah, I would have understood. But I was like, it's a harsh thing to, to demand of a person to stop being friends with somebody. I don't know.
0: Exes are difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, to begin with, you know, being friends with your ex, that you should already know walking into that going, OK, so we kind of got to really have an understanding about this. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting till the week before you get married to bring it up seems like a not so great idea. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, that was probably a bad, bad idea. I think the writers were like, wait a minute, we wrote the perfect girl for Ted. How are we going to have, we have to make her, br- like, <laughs> like, how do we do this? <laughs> and not make it seem like Ted's just an idiot slash jerk.
1: <laughs> Which, of course, there were times he was, and it was, you just banged your head against the desk going, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> what were you possibly thinking?
0: Yeah, which is like the opposite with Barney, because like, whenever he does something like you're that, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, that's okay.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> you resign yourself to believing that Barney's an a-
0: Then you find out in the end that he's like, sort of not.
1: He's funny, <laughs> but if he were your friend, you would have
0: decked him like 10 times (laughs) who barney yeah probably i don't have an analog to barney (laughs) don't have a friend like that i don't think well if you did
1: he wouldn't have been your friend for very long right to be fair you mirrored marshall quite a bit you've always been in some sort of relationship for a good amount of time throughout that whole time in your life no that's true but you've never had the opportunity to have that friend
0: yeah that's a good point it's a good point
1: Now, I do have friends kind of like Barney in that respect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I still talk to them. But then again, I was also that person that was chasing the wrong women.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not saying I'm still bitter that you moved out on me for a terrible (laughs) situation. But damn it, Bruce. (laughs)
1: Uh, I couldn't tell that you were better, seeing as how you didn't bring it up at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I forgive you, okay?
1: (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. What's <laughs> so funny about that situation is like, I don't know how life would have changed. I, I really have no idea how it would have changed. I could not say, you know, with hundred percent certainty that my life wouldn't have changed in some respect. It would have changed. I just don't know how. Right. I can't hundred percent say that it would have been for better or worse.
0: Yeah. You look back on that stuff and you're like, you're at the, at the time you're like, man, that was a dumb decision. But if I went back in time and I changed that, I don't know where I would be now if I did that. And assuming that I like the place that I'm at now, <laughs> it could be like, no, let's just not let's not tamper with anything. <laughs> I could go poorly. I don't want to be in an Ashton Kutcher movie. I just don't, I don't want to do it.
1: What do you want to be in an Ashton Kutcher movie? Ashton Kutcher doesn't want to be in an Ashton
0: Kutcher movie. I think he had a lot of fun with Dude, Where's My Car? I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I had a lot of fun watching that while intoxicated. <laughs> I would have to think that's the only way you could watch that movie i think you're supposed to i think it's a recommendation like it's like you know right after the fbi copyright thing like there's a hey
1: <laughs> have your drink ready <laughs> yeah
0: maybe find a way to be in an altered state <laughs> okay so if you're done with how i met your mother what are you watching now
1: uh i also finished this short series called Brockmire. it's funny and dark at the same time it stars hank azaria Uh, Do you know who Hank Azaria is?
0: No. I mean, I I probably do, but I don't. He
1: does a bunch of voices for The Simpsons.
0: Yeah, okay. That sounds right.
1: He does the voice for like Apu and Chief Wiggum and a bunch of those characters. Anyways, he comes up with uh, he came up with this character for this sh- short series on IFC, mm-hmm. and basically it's this guy named Jim Brockmire. He was a fairly well known name as a baseball radio broadcaster in Kansas City, and he comes home to find his wife cheating on him in a very unorthodox way, and so he has this public meltdown the day after when he's at work. <laughs> mm, okay. Fast forward ten years, and he's just Completely lost his way. I mean, he drinks a lot. He does all sorts of uh, recreational uh, substances <laughs> and enjoys adult activities with various women. <clears throat> mm,
0: okay,
1: <laughs> it's almost a redemption story, but it, it it's so. But he talks like he's like a real radio personality. He just talks, talks. And the stuff that he says is just you're just like wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a great show, but you really can't have young people anywhere near you while you're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we, we're not going to do that.
1: <laughs> so I watched that, and now I don't really have any. Just because most of the things that I would like to watch, i got to pay for outside of the subscriptions I already have. So it's kind of like, eh, F that. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. You know, like, the new Star Trek stuff. I would like to get into the new Star Trek stuff, but CBS charges, and it's like, no, that's
0: all right. Oh, oh, you mean the, um, uh, what is that?
1: Picard. Yeah. I'd like to watch Picard, and I've heard good things about it, but I should try to give Orville a a try, I think. I've heard good things about that.
0: So I watched the first episode or maybe it wasn't the first episode maybe it was just a random one uh-huh. and the way i would well, i would term it is that it is a star trek but set in the real world oh really and not like you know the fantasy made up land where everybody plays nice together <laughs> you know huh. people have like relationships that work and don't work and there's there's a lot of humor. <laughs> it's like if the Federation, you know, was real. Okay. <laughs> Existed in the real world versus, you know. And granted, I know Star Trek is, except for the J.J. J. Abrams timeline stuff, but, the, you know, the older Star Trek stuff slash the newer. I don't, I don't even know how to term it, but the non-J.J. Abrams stuff is sort of set in this, like... World where, you know, people get along and socialism works and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Whereas, like, Orville's very much seems like it's set in, like, this is how the Federation would actually function. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's probably worth noting, though, at least in the Star Trek TV series, that they've noted that they didn't get there without a lot of trouble. Yeah. They did go through some really bad wars and whatnot.
0: Yeah. So that's my take on Orville. And it's funny because I have all these shows that I've seen, like... I don't know, one or two episodes for that. I'm like, man, this is a hilarious show. I should watch more of it. Uh Five years later, I never did watch that show. (laughs) (laughs) Like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Every time I watch an episode, (laughs) I laugh through the whole freaking, Andy Sandberg is just amazing.
1: (laughs) And not even just him. I mean, the whole, them a great character.
0: They're all great. Like, and they all make like no freaking (laughs) sense half the time. Like, why do you even exist? (laughs) <laughs> like how do you function as a person <laughs> and, and then uh trebecca i don't know if you've seen trebecca
1: no but i've never watched a full episode but it just seemed a lot of that kind of tim and eric kind of gross humor oh really that's the, the impression i kind of got from it huh. that again it doesn't make any sense
0: <laughs> yeah no the episodes i've, saw, and I've seen like two uh, i would liken it to naked gun but a tv show okay do you remember naked gun like with N- leslie nielsen
1: oh yeah yeah the stick comedy
0: yeah it's just a lot of like really random comedic elements stuck in the story and the story just doesn't i mean it sort of makes sense but it's also really random too <laughs> there's a scene in trebecca where like she's interviewing this you know housewife I guess she's married to the mayor or something, and he's cheating on her. And she makes an allusion to it, and the and the wife is like, well, he has his toys and I have mine. And Rebecca's all like, so you're okay with him cheating on you? And, he's, and she's like, what? He's cheating on me? And he's like, <laughs> what did you mean? And she, like, points outside, and there's, like, a big wheels and, like, a bunch of toys.
1: <laughs> she's like, I have my toys. Or, like, airplane, you know, at least she got you over your drinking problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or or, or Airplane's another good one. So yeah, it's a TV show that's a lot like those movies. So hilarious. But again, I think I've watched an episode or two of that in the last four years. So...
1: (laughs) In recent memory, I've only been disappointed by one show, and it was by Nat Geo. They had like a Mars drama series, Mm -hmm. and like the first episode, I got out of it because definitely one of my favorite movies within the last decade has been The Martian.
0: Oh, yeah. We'll we'll definitely have to do The Martian at some point.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I just got done listening to the audiobook, narrated by Will. (laughs)
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize how much the movie took out from the book. I I thought the movie was real close. It took a whole bunch of stuff out. The Nat Geo Mars drama series, in like the first episode, the commander gets hurt for a stupid, stupid reason. And I'm like, there is no way that any of these people would have been picked by NASA to do this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) None of these people are qualified. None of them.
1: (laughs) In the series where the commander gets badly injured, during descent, something goes wrong. What does he decide to do? Unbuckle and go try to fix the problem, and he was trying to get another member of the crew to walk him through it. I'm like, no, NASA doesn't do that. NASA makes sure everybody knows almost everything about anything. In case somebody needs to fill in a spot. Yeah, in
0: case you're the guy that has to do it. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> There's no way the commander wouldn't have known what to do and would have been fumbling around, hey, we're running out of time. No, it would have been solved. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like an episode or two into that, and I was just like, oh, no. Nope. You know, I honestly,
0: I haven't been let down by a TV show in a very long time. And this was before I stopped even like interacting with the media like totally so i haven't really watched a tv show in at least three months Uh but even before that point i was watching one show at a time and it was like at best i was watching an episode a night typically it was more like three episodes a week (laughs) (laughs) and so it was kind of like i have to pick one like you seem really cool umbrella academy but i've already committed into two seasons of um the Good Place, so I'm going to keep going.
1: <laughs> I haven't finished The Good Place. I I really started getting deep into that, and then I stopped.
0: Yeah. I haven't watched the last season. I like The Good Place because it's not ashamed of writing itself into a corner constantly, uh-huh. <laughs> which it does, and then gets out of it by pointing out the fact that, no, I mean, the corner we wrote ourselves into was literally a philosophical corner that philosophers have written themselves into and it's dumb.
1: (laughs) That and they've put in a
0: reset button, a literal reset button. (laughs) Yes. But even that turns ends up running out in the end, which is awesome. (laughs) So yeah, I'm interested to see where they go in the end with it because um, they were pretty far into the corner (laughs) at the end of the season I watched. And I think this is the last season and I think it might be over. And the other show I watched was um, the boys,
1: The anti-superhero one?
0: Yeah, that one was amazing. Really? Oh, yeah. Pretty much everything about it is really well done. Like the character development, the superheroes, the story, the world, the overarching plot lines. It's all just really well done. (laughs) I don't know if they're on to the next season or not, but I'm going to finish out The Good Place and I'm going to finish out The Boys and i'm probably going to finish out dark crystal.
1: Oh yeah, i need to pick, i need to watch the movie and then pick up the show.
0: Yeah, it's good. I mean, you have to get over the fact that everything is a puppet and it's a puppet damn it. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, isn't that like that's like half the, sh- the the thing about it is that it's a Jim Henson movie turned into a Jim Henson Netflix show. Yes. That's its appeal. It's like how dark and really intriguing it is for a Jim Henson production.
0: Yeah. And it is, and it's, so it's good. So, yeah, I'll probably finish that out. I think I'm probably going to try and limit myself to, like, one or two shows a year huh. on TV. And then kind of spend all my, like, screen time media watching on movies. Because I, I enjoy movies more, to be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the funny part about TV is it's so hard to pick a new show nowadays to really get into because network television just seems to have gotten lazy. They talk about how the streaming services have ruined TV. I don't think that's it at all. I think it's that network television has gotten lazy.
0: So I think The Simpsons is probably the best description of that. Yeah. It's sort of like if you watch the first 8-12 uh, seasons of The Simpsons and you, and you look at the ratings and it matches up, you know, the ratings were amazing in those years. And they kind of dip off in season 12. Well, they start to dip off at 8, and then they kind of crater in 12. Uh-huh. And then after that point, it, that's because in, after 8, none of the original people who were part of the creation were involved anymore. The writing staff had changed over like three or four times. Yeah. And it went from being something that was focused on really crafting jokes to being a show that would use a laugh track, except they didn't use a laugh track.
1: Right. It would just use bad topical humor. And then, you know, force the laughter.
0: I turn on an episode of The Simpsons now and I laugh, but i am it's not the same level of hilarity and it's not the same, you know, I'm not going to remember those jokes for the rest of my life like I am some of the stuff from seasons one through six. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think they, just, they got lazy.
1: So there are two examples I've gotten. Both deal with ABC. One is... With the COVID-19 stuff, if ABC was in any way interested in staying at network television, they would go back to having the family movie nights once a week, 8 o'clock or whatever, you know, at night. Mm. Because I remember those days. I remember TGIF, you know, TV programming, SNCC TV programming. Oh,
0: yeah, SNCC.
1: And those programs and those movies... Brought families together to force them to sit down in one place at one time to watch one thing. I think that they should have done that with all. With since everyone's at home anyway, why not make it more bearable by treating people to making them feel that they're being treated to a special event every week. Yeah. And then another example from ABC would be the show, the Muppets, you know, it took me a while to realize it, but really the Muppets was a revamped version of the original show. Yeah, They just changed the setting to be more modern instead of it being like an onstage theater. It was, A television show, you know, Miss Piggy's show. And it had star guests and all these great jokes and these great storylines, and they never finished it because I don't think they gave it enough time.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the big problems with the the networks, basically since Seinfeld, more or less, is they don't let shows mature. They cancel them after oh, you didn't do as well as the best show we've ever had within the first year. Canceled. Right. <laughs> and it's like, sorry, it's just not going to make it. <laughs> like, you're never going to make another really amazing show again, because all of your really amazing shows took a couple of years to get off the ground.
1: And sometimes it took them going stale to become good, like, I think if you gave the Big Bang Theory a chance you would laugh.
0: <laughs> I, I watched three seasons of the Big Bang Theory.
1: I always enjoyed it. I watched it's one of those shows that I'll just watch over and over, like I do Futurama or American Dad or Family Guy.
0: I eventually got over feeling insulted, constantly insulted by the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't I don't feel that way anymore watching it. Okay. The problem is it, it came in the point of my life where I realized I only had time for one show and so it was not the show I picked.
1: Oh, okay, that's different. It's just the last time I talked to you about it, it seemed like you know, you're just like, Oh I just being insulted, like, well, God, our friendship's built on insults. Yeah, but it's different when it's
0: coming from a guy that you've spent, you know, time doing exactly what we're doing now for hours on end.
1: Right. And I think, like I said, sometimes it it requires a show to go a little stale to catch up, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, Star Trek, the original Star Trek series is the absolute best example of that because it had almost no no viewership when it first aired. Uh-huh. And then later on, it was on, like, it got syndicated, and it was on, like, daytime TV, and that's when it that's when people started watching it.
1: Right. And just, like, the next generation.
0: Well, uh, maybe not from the get-go, but, yeah, by season two or three, we were watching that as a family.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I remember coming home in, like, four o'clock in the afternoon, next generation would come on. Then I'd switch over to Toonami.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Let's see if we—if this is just going to be another episode where Goku screams, or if we're actually going to see something happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh,
1: what did you say your next show is going to be?
0: I'm going to try and finish those three out, and then here's the kicker: there's at least one show on Disney Plus dadgummit there's at least five shows on disney plus i want to watch you know because i watch the mandalorian because yeah the mandalorian and eventually we got to do episodes on that oh yeah i am willing to make the sacrifice of watching the mandalorian over and over again in order for us to report <laughs> <record> a quarter podcast <laughs> i'm willing to fall on that grenade <laughs> so you you have uh the mandalorian but you've also got the Marvel shows that I'm really looking forward to. Probably the, the lowest one on that list is going to be, so it's WandaVision. And then the next up on that list is Loki. I, I always like alternative timelines, so I'm, I'm interested in one.
1: So I'm going to put one above all those other ones.
0: Well, no, I'm not done yet.
1: I know you're not done yet. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. Go ahead. Interrupt
0: me. Interrupt me. That, you. Yeah,
1: that, that's right, because this is coming before, because Star Wars stuff's going to happen, and you need to know what's going
0: on. You need to watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> I told you I am going to watch the Clone Wars with my children. We're going to discover that as a family. <laughs> and so far, my daughter has described it as too scary. But but but, but what, in what way? I I don't know. I didn't I didn't quiz her on that.
1: <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> what are you waiting for? Like, okay, the next
0: time when you're you're in Dallas, I'll let you talk to her about it. <laughs> <laughs> honey i was i was going home this week but I'm, I'm gonna go to pat's instead i have to have a conversation <laughs> with his six-year-old daughter
1: <laughs> about
0: why she needs to watch a
1: star wars cartoon <laughs> i can't believe i have to explain why but i'm going to do it <laughs> oh. part of it is because stuff from the clone wars is gonna it's basically gonna have a presence in, in most thing Star Wars related I think uh, coming forward mostly because if Dave Filoni's in any way attached to it he's going to
0: reference stuff in the Clone Wars because that's baby yeah that yeah, just makes sense
1: on top of which um, I came to a realization about one of the characters listening to one of my Star Wars podcasts it's like oh man I got to I got to send in a voice note to these guys to let them know because one of the characters essentially turns into a ronin because she decides to leave the Jedi order mm-hmm, okay
0: turns into a wanderer
1: yeah and Just because a lot of the influences now in in Disney Star Wars is because of Dave Filoni, it all stems from the Clone Wars.
0: That makes sense. No, that's on my list. But the the show I'm really, really psyched for, and this is because this was my favorite comic book series growing up, Uh is uh, What If. And it's animated, so that's interesting. But it's an animated What If that does, you know, TV shows based on the comic, the What If comics. And... I really, I always love the watcher character. It's like I said before, I really love alternate timelines. And so <laughs> the what if is the, the ultimate alternate timeline TV show. So I'm super looking forward to that. So, okay. Those are probably going to be the shows that make it next year, uh, along with trying to finish out the good place and the boys. And uh, I want to say Fraggle Rock, but it's not Fraggle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dark crystal. <laughs> the Dark crystal. I keep calling it fraggle Rock.
1: <laughs> oh my God! So those are the polar opposites. start of Jim Henson's Dark Crystal, fraggle Rock. Yep. The signs that Jim Henson was bipolar.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> There's a story about that. I remember over here in that Jim Henson was bipolar. <laughs> no, so it was about Henson's daughter and like Neil Gaiman. I think it was Neil Gaiman. So this was at a convention and Neil Gaiman had donated some sort of quilt or blanket that he had. The idea was, you know, he put it up for charity auction and then he was going to outbid whoever bid for it, right? That was uh-huh. it was sort of his way of giving to the charity, you know, as, as a, but letting the fans more or less decide on how much he was going to pay. Kind of a deal, and so he ends up getting in this bidding war with this one lady, and they're bidding and bidding and bidding, and it gets to like a kind of a ridiculous sum. And he goes over to her and and he's like, "Look, um, so I'm Neil Gaiman, and that that that's my quilt, so I'm I'm trying to bid for it back, and I'm Neil Gaiman, so I I kind of have a pretty good <laughs> pool to pull from here. How high do we want to go?" And she was like, "Oh no, it's fine, <laughs> I'll keep bidding." <laughs> <laughs> And, and so eventually he lets her win and and then, you know, shakes her hand afterwards and they and they and then that's when he he realizes she's Jim Henson's daughter. <laughs> and and this like this quilt matched one of the quilts she had growing up. And so it really reminded her of home. And so she <laughs> It's like I got bit. I got a bunch of money. In the back of
1: her mind, she's like, "Oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's nice. That's nice. You got a lot of money. That's cute. That's cute."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. What I would watch if they came out with it. Would be, um did you ever see Bright?
1: No, but I know it was about uh, with uh, Will Smith. Yes. I didn't see it. I heard about it. It seemed like an interesting concept.
0: Uh, it's an amazing movie. I highly recommend it. It's basically every Will Smith cop movie. Honestly, I would say go watch the real Honest Trailers for it first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's amazing. <laughs> it's like every Will Smith cop movie. Except set in a fantasy world. Okay. Which, for some reason, just makes it so much more fun. (laughs) I would definitely say go check that out. But there was a lot of talk about them turning that into a TV show. So, if they did that, I would be all about it. This has been another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. I'm Pat.
1: I'm the Fat Man, otherwise known as Bruce.
0: Stay classy. May the Force be with you. Don't get me wrong. I want to have sex in space just like everybody else does. From what
1: I understand, is uh, a pretty difficult thing to do.
0: Zero G doing it is not easy. (laughs)
1: Basically, you'd have to be strapped to each other.
0: Hey, honey, want to strap yourself into the sex machine tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, honey,
1: we're on the dark side of the moon. If you know what I mean.